Stephanie, thank you so much for joining me. You can find the Mocha Minutes podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, TuneIn, CastBox, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Find us on any of those platforms or wherever else you catch a podcast. Also still soliciting for ratings and reviews. If you would be so inclined, please leave us some five stars. Leave us some reviews. Would greatly appreciate it. Also, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Mocha Minutes on all three of those platforms. If you want to shoot me an email, give me some feedback. Other than on those three places, you can email me at mochaminutes at gmail.com. Hey guys, before we get into the episode, I just wanted to let you know about something that's a little new here at the Mocha Menace podcast. We are now participating in Buy Me a Coffee. So if you haven't heard, buymeacoffee.com is a place where you can show some um, support and some love monetarily to some of your favorite content creators. That includes me. <laughs> um, so... It's in the increments of either a dollar, three dollars, or five dollars, and you can do as many as you would like. Um, so I just wanted to let you guys know, would love, love, love some support. So if you would go to buymeacoffee.com backslash mocha minutes, I would greatly appreciate it. It will also be in the show notes. Okay, here we go. Cause I live and breathe. This Philadelphia freedom. From the day that I was born, I've waved the flag. Philadelphia freedom took me knee high to a man. Oh, yeah. Gave me peace of mind my daddy never had. Welcome to the Mocha Minutes Podcast, everybody. This is Stephanie. Thank you so much for joining me. It is June. A lot of things happen in June. We, hmm, it's closer to Leo season. July is coming. It's close to Leo season. We, let's see, June is Black Music Month. In June, we celebrate fathers. And also June is Pride Month. There's a lot going on in June. I think something else happens in June. I got to look it up. Something else is happening in June and I don't remember what it is. But as everybody knows, on Mocha Menace in June, we bring on the Black Fathers. Y'all know that we have a lot of thoughts about fathers because when I had a very good one. And so when I have fathers come through, they are good ones. 
It's like, I don't have no deadbeat dads on my show. I just don't. It's like, I can't do it. I'm like, nope, I only bring good men on here. I feel like I bring the exceptions and not the rules. JK, sometimes it really is the rules and not the exceptions, depending on what you ask. And so I'm starting off this month with someone that I just adore. I just adore. I met him on the House of Clubs. In the craziness, sometimes you meet some really good folks. Some really good folks that you can touch and agree on a lot of things. And I met someone by the name of, who always enters this room, gives off such great energy, says, hey, this is Les. And I'm like, ah! I'm like, oh my God. Every time I'm like, yes, Les is here! <laughs> okay, so if you were in Club Bravo, you know he runs, he's one of the, the entities of the Bravo Detective Agency, but also, if you're a podcaster, you listen to the podcast and you notice all these nice Bravo folks, these reality show people, they hire ghostwriters and write books. And so guess what? Les has probably read the book. I have Les who is host of the Reality Reading Rainbow. Les, how are you? Hey, I'm great. Thank you for having me. Yay. And also he's a dad, y'all. So it's like, yeah, yes. hello, hello. He's a, he's a dad. And he's yeah, like been- conquered that mountain. Whew. It's been three months. Three months. Oh my gosh. How's it got oh, three month check-in? How is it going? It's actually okay. So my husband and I adopted a 13-year-old. And mm-hmm. actually, so far, so good. Yay. So far, so far, so good. It's it's you know, um she's really loving it here. She really, you know, first time she's had her own room. We live in Hollywood. Oh my god! So there's a lot of stuff for her to do. Mm-hmm. You know, she's going to Hollywood High in the fall. So yeah, she's having a good time. Oh, okay. See that? See, I would love it. It's like, yeah, I'm like, I would have to like binge the hills. I'm like, I'm gonna go to every restaurant they're in. It's like every <laughs> restaurant I see in the episode. I'm like, we're going here, here, and here. I'm sorry, I would have a hills road trip. We would be eating our way through the hills. <laughs> oh my gosh it's like that's what I would do but let's tell everybody about the sh- about your show as Rashani would say the floor is yours okay so so my podcast yes is called the reality reading rainbow I talk about books written by reality stars mostly those from Bravo mm-hmm. um and I also do interviews Stephanie has an interview coming up soon mm-hmm. and so um the the um the the podcast actually originated in one of the Facebook groups, and so oh. yeah. So so what happened is um uh because I'm a listener of Watch What Crappens, and mm-hmm. so it's one of the Crappens groups. Mm-hmm. And so what happened is um I went to a thrift shop and I found the Denise Richards book for like a dollar. What? And so, yeah. And so I bought it. And so as a joke, I Mm -hmm. would read it and post little excerpts and commentary. And like the fourth or fifth one, people started saying, you know what? This should be a podcast. Like you should turn this into a podcast. So I I turned it into a podcast. Yay! See, I I don't blame you. Because I think that's, you know what? We were having a discussion in one of the Clubhouse groups talking about um, the books and someone was like, "Do all of them use ghostwriters?" I'm like, "You know who would know? Less, less would know if they all because it's like seem like a big majority of them do use a ghostwriter." Yeah. Oh yeah. 
Oh yeah. And it's funny because I had Brian Moylan on last mm. week who wrote that book about the housewives. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, I think, I think that um, more of them have ghost writers than you think. Yeah. Cause I think I, this is, and this is old cause I read Nini's old book and I think she had a ghost writer too. I mean, and, I and, and think about it and think about it. Come on. Yeah. Teresa Judice has books. You know, multiple, she's not, not herself. <laughs> multiple, even the cookbooks. It's like, girl, after watching yeah. Top Chef, they're like, do you know how long it takes us to like do it? Because I was in the clubhouse room. I keep talking about it with Chef Art, who like gave me like a, you know, WebMD diagnosis of why I can't eat um, cream of mushroom soup. What was the diagnosis? <laughs> so I was telling him about a ring. So my mother would make this ring. It was kind of like she would use like the crescent um, bread. She would put in chicken and broccoli, but then it's like, it's mixed with like, I think it was cream of chicken or cream of mushroom. I do, and I kept telling him, I didn't know which one it was, but every time I ate it, it made me sick. So I haven't eaten it in like maybe, t- maybe, oh, oh my God, I am old. Like almost 20 years. And he was like, uh-huh. I think it was the gluten in it. And I was like, whoa, wait, what? wait what and i literally have not had any like any cream of and this is campbell's cream of so it's kind of like none of their cream soups i have not had in years so it's like i have no idea so did that mean that you have like gluten intolerance i think that's what he was trying to say and i was like oh well he said i was like huh because it's like he's like yeah because if you're always i'm like yeah it's like it goes down and comes right back up and he went yeah, you might, you know, it might be the gluten. I said, oh. You know what's funny? Because that sounds like me, like when I eat ghee, you know you know what ghee is, right? Like in the, the Indian yeah. food. Mm-hmm. Whenever I eat stuff with ghee in it, I get sick. Really? Oh. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And it's, and it's definitely not like all Indian food mm-hmm. because I tested it out and mm-hmm. ate stuff stuff that doesn't have ghee and I was fine okay so yeah I would love to figure out why I can't eat ghee yeah see that's the thing you have to come into top chef room and tell chef art yeah I will I I will I was like how did they were like wow chef art I'm like I know where it was like I hadn't even mentioned I just mentioned it and everybody's just oh just don't eat it anymore I'm like okay and it's like "Eh." he's like maybe it's the gluten wait what that's interesting, really? but do you get sick when you eat other stuff with a, with gluten? No. So that's the other thing. So it's like I have no idea what it, I have no idea. It's like I'm like, hmm. I'm not going to test his theory on gluten. Right. Cream. I'm like, yeah, I'm just not eating that thing because I'm on one. It bakes beautifully, but right. it's still like, yeah, no, no, I'm good. I can't live without this chicken broccoli ring that my mother made when I was kid. <laughs> and everybody else loved it and it was tasting good it just my body's like the fuck yeah. are you doing get the fuck out of here what is this Ugh, girl zero out of ten would not recommend get out that's literally how my body reacts and it's like I get it I, I get it know. oh my gosh but I am so excited to have you here it was like oh, this is exciting I was like oh my god Les and you're a dad this is so exciting um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm all over the place and a big barrel of emotions. Y'all can't see it, um, but I have on my bonnet. So we're going to get started. So the first thing I always like to do is while people are still here, I like to give them their roses. 
um, because we always give it to people who have passed, but not necessarily while they're still here. So this week I'm giving my roses to every person who told Monique to kiss her, kiss their respective asses about these bonnets. I'm wearing a bonnet while I do this. I'm like, yeah, I'm so glad. Everybody was like, girl, I'm glad it was like a resounding girl, fuck you. Girl, fuck you. So much so that I was screaming at the woman who made a cute coin by having the Bonnet Chronicles, Tammy Roman going, now I know what you was trying to say. However, I said, yeah, uh-huh. She's like, sometimes my jazz, my daughter, she go to the go to the store with the wall, the Walmart with the bonnet on. And it's like, I mean, I would never go out the house with bonnet, but jazz is a grown ass woman. So if she want to do it, she can do it. I'm like, and that's her mama. You are uh-huh. a stranger telling women, I'm like, you are my business. I can almost guarantee you I'm not. I can almost bet my whole check that I am none of your business. You know what should be your bit your business? Venus razors. You should try to get like sponsorship. <laughs> because didn't you tell us when we pointed out that you had hairy legs that we could see on the red carpet? You said, this is my body and I can do what I want. When we said, why are you calling your husband daddy? Then you tell us, leave us the fuck alone. Uh, when Whoopi tried to give you advice, the EGOT that is Whoopi Goldberg, you told her to kiss your black ass. Wasn't that you? But you think that you can sit up on this perch and tell people what to do. And for the folks that are backing her up, let me riddle me this. Megan... <laughs> Megan Kelly said the exact same thing that Mo- Monique said. Would you be like, oh, okay, you care about me? You'd be like, oh, no, that's super racist. Why is that? And she's saying the same thing. It's not the messenger this time. When it came to the Netflix thing, it's like people are like, I couldn't get with it with the discrimination because it was the messenger. This time it's the message. <clears throat> Monique, mind your black ass business. Okay. Leave me the hell alone. I wish the fuck you would come and tap anybody so when they cuss you out don't get mad at them it's like no no you you had it coming you had it coming you only have yourself to blame because you need to like mind your business girl you really think that someone who's really going through something is going to take any words from somebody to tell them what they look like girl do you know the war that's going in on in my mind i'm sorry i'd rip you a new one and oh by the way People who are really going through something, they make it a point not to look busted in public because they don't want people like you coming up to them. So there's that. I have okay. So didn't Monique basically fuck herself over because of um because of like the holy Daniels thing and she didn't want to play the game? Mm-hmm. Was it Whoopi trying to give you advice, ma'am? Right. What did you tell her? Kiss your ass, right? but you're telling people y'all should take my advice and the 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 analogy she gave was what happened with her and patty labelle now she was opening for patty labelle and she was having issues with like i guess the concert um the promoters the tour promoters patty came and tapped her and said girl what's going on she told patty what's going on girl don't let these people don't let them stress you out now ma'am that is not the same thing as a stranger that you see in the walmart with how they're dressed because what you're talking about is that she saw what was your energy and was looking at your face like girl what the hell is wrong what's going on and also if you've been to the walmart like i go to the walmart we're going to keep saying the because we're auntie ages um 
the people who look the most busted are not the black women. So why are you doing <laughs> that? <laughs> Obviously, you haven't been to the Walmart. Because notice she didn't say the Target. No, you said the Walmart. My like, girl, have you been in a Walmart? You were talking about them at the, the airport where they people get on flying Petri dishes that are airplanes. Airplanes are dirty. No, I'm not. But no, uh-uh. Nope, I'm covering up. You lucky I don't come in a hazmat suit like Naomi Campbell. Huh? I'd put one on. Whip, have all my little wipes like, mm, got to wipe shit down. Mm-mm, mm-mm. And you worry about, I don't give a fuck. The bad part about it is why are you at why are you doing this weird respectability thing? And it's like, no, y'all taking it too far. No, I'm actually not. Why are you telling people they should have if they dress a certain way, I don't have pride in myself? Yeah, because that's how that works. Yeah. What's it to her? It's like you, you made it your auntie business and y'all are my business. No, I'm actually not, baby. Can you tell me my middle name? Can you tell me where I went to high school? Can you tell me my favorite color? Do you can you tell me how much I hate sugar and grits? No, you can't. <laughs> I am none of your business. My own mama don't even do that to me. It's kind of like you, your your great grandmother. My great grandmother would probably be like, girl, don't you go out this house with that on your head? But also, that's a whole different thing. And um, well, at the time, respectability was a means of survival. It's not a means of survival right now. But yes, thank you to everybody who literally told Monique to kiss their ass. I'm giving all of you the roses. All of you. <laughs> I hope I get a coupon code because I'll send you extra roses. Because <laughs> my God. Um, another thing we like to do, because it's fun, because we had, me and Cook had a bad one because we were sitting here like, I don't know what to say. We had to work it out. But we play the game. It's from Reddit. I don't, I'm not on, I'm not on Reddit. But they brought it to Twitter where they have a has a um handle called Am I the Asshole? Because at the time I was like, I don't know what the hell this means. It's like, oh, it's a Reddit thing. What's Reddit? And no one can actually explain it to me. I'm like, okay, so then I don't care. I was like, but I will read these funny ass stories and like what WTF. I'm like, is this fake? Is this six um the six chicks thing? It's like, is it the same thing? Cause they make that shit up. I'm like, do y'all make this up? But it seems like they really don't which is like, okay, this is just even more terrible. But this week is, am I the asshole for going to college instead of helping my baby's mom with childcare and such? It's the and such for me. (laughs) It was like, and such. Him, I am from a wealthy family, like so wealthy that I have never wanted for anything in my life. I understand that I don't struggle like most people and I try to acknowledge that when I can. But at the same time, the money that I benefit from from does not belong to me and I have very little money to my name despite my parents taking care of me. Five years ago, I, 25-year-old male, got a girl pregnant while I was still a 20-year-old college sophomore. So you're a rich hoe. Got it. This wasn't just any girl, though. She and her mom worked for my parents. And at the time, oh. she was a 19-year-old housekeeper. Oh. What in the what in the Schwarzenegger hell is going on? Okay. I really liked her. And we even grew up together in some ways because she was sometimes around the house with her mom. Basically, I invited her to a party one night. And one thing led to another. And she got pregnant by me. DNA test confirmed two times. Okay. We're taking more than one test. All right. At the time I was living halfway across the country at a university and didn't want to give that up at 
the time. In hindsight, I should have transferred back to a university near my parents' home and helped raise my daughter from day one. So my parents were funding my college at the time and legally I owed very little in child support because you don't make any money. Instead, I convinced my dad to increase her and her mom's pay because my baby was going to be living with them full time. I think he increased it by a lot, like eight dollars an hour okay this Wait, is what? what it's like maybe he's saying he increased it eight dollars but he put the dollar sign after the eight so now maybe he meant k i don't know what he meant this was really the best i could do as my parents were kind of mad at her at the time mad at her <laughs> oh i knew what i was doing oh yeah you don't mm. i took a couple extra years complete completing college and got a master's in dairy science. We own farms. Oh, then about two years ago, I moved back home so I could have a better relationship with my daughter. I also tried reaching out to my baby's mom and we have started a real relationship, but we are keeping it on the down low for now in case we just aren't compatible. Okay. But we are now, because we are now vaccinated, we decided to have a summer barbecue with all our extended family. How is this keeping it down? I also thought this was a great time to bring my girlfriend, daughter's mom, and announce that we were trying to make things work. My parents really warmed up to her, initially thinking she was some sort of gold digger. So it was pleasant until I received several Facebook messages from extended family. They told me how I took advantage of a worker who couldn't resist me. Okay, that's what. <laughs> okay. And that I basically am a terrible person. They also said it was heartless to not help her raise our child together and that I was partying at school while she was working 40 hours a week and caring for my child. They also said it was embarrassing that she had to work for my parents while pregnant with my baby, et cetera, et cetera. I acknowledge that I could have been better, but I really need to finish my program so that I could work for the family business in a meaningful role. I didn't just abandon my child. I visited on holidays and school breaks and helped her out when I could. By the way, the mom and I live together now. Am I the asshole oh. for going to college instead of helping with my daughter's first few years? <sighs> can I answer? Am yes, I allowed you to can. answer? You absolutely can. Actually, um, actually, I don't think so. I don't think because first of all, he it said he went to college and he finished college, right? Mm-hmm. So he can provide better Correct. for the child. Mm-hmm. Secondly, he mentioned the parents actually took care of them and let them live there and increase their pay. Correct. Yeah. So so he has a clarification. <laughs> Yes, sorry. I'll add clarification. She did more than just clean my parents' home. Well, obviously. They yeah, she a- cleaned your pipes. Hello. <laughs> she also, they also have apartments and she did cleaning and stuff for those too. They drove around to different locations. Her mom worked for my parents since I was a baby. So they have, they have some relationship. The increase was to $20 an hour approximately from $12, $12 an hour. And the child support would have been like a hundred dollars a month based on what the lawyer said uh so so yeah yeah i kind of agree with you he's not the asshole because i'm sorry what were you going to do right you had like you're not the asshole for not take providing child care but that's your 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 daughter was living in a house with 
three of her grandparents. Right. Like, what's going on here? I. And, and he wouldn't have been able to provide for her anyway. No, but your very rich parents could. So why is she? See, I have so many. See, see, here's my question. Mm. So here's here's my question. Mm-hmm. Did the mom say you got your ass pregnant and so we're going to continue to work? Or did the people that they work for say you're going to continue to work? Yeah, that is a very good question because I'm sitting here because I'm like, your mama lives there. I guess you and the, you, your mama and then your daughter Y'all all live there. This is so very interesting. And, and then I want to know, is this an interracial couple? You know I'm thinking it. Because when he yeah. said, you could, she couldn't resist you, I'm like, yes, yeah, so. That's not how these things work. No. <laughs> how these things work. It's like, and, and the thing is, the parents could have kicked her out and they didn't kick them out. No, she could have fired her. She could have gotten fired. Yeah. They could be like, no, we don't want you anymore. Get out of our house. You took advantage of our son. But I think it's interesting that the extended family is like, you're the asshole, but the parents seemingly are not. It's like, how dare right. you? It's like, that's very interesting. And the fact that you have two DNA tests is like, and if he's living with the mother now, it sounds right. like he's going to provide for them now yeah. that he has a degree. Yeah, it's like if you're getting your degree, it's like that means, and y'all are trying to make it work, it's like, well, I mean, y'all have a almost six-year-old, so there's that. And, and, and yeah, I mean, think about it. Like if you were in college and you would have come home, it wasn't like you were going to run out and get a job. Right. You, would just, you would have just been at college at home, still doing the same things that you did away from home. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's like, it's like we're trying to keep it on down low. And oh, by the way, we're going to have a big party because we're vaccinated. Wait, what? That's not down. Maybe down low means different. Than right. Because that, well, you're trying to keep you know. it like on a low. We're not having a barbecue to invite. Or, Family. Or a dude. <laughs> like, what? It's like, uh, you want this to be okay. But it's interesting because I think it is kind of like, like, how could you like not drop out of school and take care of your kid? Because I have a rich family and she could just stay here? Like, no? Right. Like, is that too, is that too simple? Because I feel like that's too simple. I'm like, because. Mm. Because then you the asshole here. Because then you would have been a statistic if you would have dropped out of school. Because what? Because one statistic. of his parents was like, "No, we're only going to take care of you and the kid if you go to school." It's like, okay, then I guess I got to go to school. Right. I mean, it's like some people use they use those purse strings to like manipulate kids, and it's like, how do we know that's not it? But the extended family, because it's probably because they didn't even know. They're like, wait a minute, this is your kid. We knew she had a kid. We knew. That the person that helps clean your house has a kid. We didn't know it was your kid. It's like, oh. And, and, 
and she was 19 so it wasn't she wasn't a minor she wasn't a minor and he wasn't either because it's like i guess he was 20 and she was 19 so they're both of age so it's not like it's like he's a whole bunch older and it's like right yeah so this is you're not the asshole it's just finish quickly so you can get your shit together for your kid yes that's it see this this one was just funny Make sure she's included in your parents' will. That part. Please provide for her because this is this is your baby and you have to love her. And she's probably extremely cute. I can only imagine she is probably cute. She probably, probably. She probably is. So let's start low-key. I will say this. This Ain't no funeral home. This ain't the Terror Dome. Neither. Clarence Williams III has passed away at the age of 81. He is literally the only person that could have been in Tales from the Hood. (laughs) he embodied he bodies roles I did not watch the mod squad but everybody loves Link from the mod squad Um, so he died in his home um, after a very long battle with colon cancer so rest in peace to Clarence Williams III Um, yeah I was very surprised because I was like, wait, what? And it's very interesting when you think about um, folks that are battling any kind of cancer, they keep it very under the under their hat. They don't say anything because one, you don't want everybody in your face about this. But yeah, we're saying goodbye to a great one. We said bye to Paul Mooney and now Clarence Williams III. It's like, Wow. Can I say something? Yep. Okay. Um, and this has to do with like colon cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, so colon cancer is one of, if you catch it in time, you can prevent it or, you know, mm-hmm. um, it, it's one of those, if you catch it in time, it is curable. Um, I had a friend uh, last year who was in his fifties and died from colon cancer Mm -hmm. because he never went to the doctor. Um, and the reason why I'm saying this is because so like 10 years ago, uh, at the time I was working for this company, uh, they had a company, um, like a a convention Mm -hmm. and everybody from the convention got sick from salmonella. And mm. I was one of them. Oh. So I noticed everybody else was getting better and my stomach issues were lingering on. Oh. And so I went to the doctor. The doctor finally was like, you know what? I'm going to actually recommend a gastroenterologist to mm. you. Mm-hmm. Long story short, I go and I have uh, the, a tumor the size of a golf ball in my colon. 
Oh my gosh. And this is, you know, and this is way before my 50s. Because they tell you to wait until your 50s to start getting your colon checked. Um, they, they initially, when, I, when they found it, they were like, you're going in the hospital tomorrow. And mm. it's probably cancer. So mm. we're going to start talking about chemo and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I got the results back a few days later, the doctor was like, oh, my God, you're lucky. I've never seen a tumor that big and benign not be cancerous and it was benign. Oh wow. And so I tell everybody, especially black men, go get your colonoscopy. Yeah. Do not wait until you're 50. Yeah. I was 41 mm. when that happened. Mm. Like, you know, almost 10 years before you're supposed to get checked. Right. So, get get checked, get, get your colonoscopy, you know, because if they find yeah. it in time, they can prevent it. Yeah. Cause I don't even know. Cause Chadwick Boseman also, which I have not been able to watch any of his new movies. I just, I had, I just can't do it at this point. I'm like, I can't, he had colon cancer. He got it at 39. So when mm-hmm. people are like, oh my, like, y'all have to get checked. I'm like, you do realize he was 39 years old. He wasn't mm-hmm. in the age range. It didn't even occur to them. They're like, no. So it's kind of like, that's the thing. It's like, that's how they're like, oh, start at a certain age. And it's like, well, and, was and under PS, the age. And PS, the doctor was like, you've probably had this for probably eight to 10 years because the tumor is what? big, which means if that was the case, then I, it started growing when I was 31. So get yeah. So wait a minute, what is his name? It's a football player, James Connor. He was on the Steelers. He's now on the Cardinals. He tore his MCL, I think, and he was rehabbing and then he just didn't feel well. He's like, I had shortness of breath and I was trying to figure out that is how they found out he had cancer uh-huh. because he torn his. So if he didn't tear his MCL and he wasn't paying attention to his body more, because it's like when you're rehabbing, it's like it seems like athletes like I got to listen to my body. But then he was just like, I was always out of breath. I, I don't know what was going on. And that's how they caught his cancer. And it was like, uh-huh. those kind of things. It's like, yeah, excuse me. So if he hadn't torn his MCL, what would have happened? Uh-huh. What if he like he wouldn't have caught it, or better yet, it would have been in a later stage that's not treatable because he's cancer free at this point. He did right. like a very like extensive chemo, but it's like, what if he was like at a higher stage? He could have been at stage zero or one. I didn't figure. I didn't know there was a stage zero until my grandmother. Um, right. So it was just kind of like you go. He could have been at stage three or four, and then it's like, yeah, so you're not playing football anymore. You're just going right. to this. So it's kind of like, yeah, because it's like, I think they're going to have to start redoing like this whole checking for colon cancer, especially in black men. Because I think that is the part that's getting me like, wait a second, wait a second. Because it's not just like doing it at 50, like, oh, do it at 50. It's like, yeah. So what if you're 40? What if you're 39? What if you're 41? It's like, uh-huh. yeah, I'm not in the range of, checking for this i mean even with young women who get breast cancer it's like yeah they start doing like they start doing the checks at 40 years old it's like i'm 24 so what does that mean that oh just check and make sure it's like yeah but we're not doing 
the checks until like we're not like making like you have to do it until like 40 i'm like oh yeah i'm turning 40 in august so i'm already ready i'm like okay so let's just start adding this to your your my chart you're right and and just because you go to the doctor regularly doesn't mean that they're going to catch it because i went they may not be looking regularly Mm. right i went to the doctor regularly Mm. i went to the doctor when i first got you know the stomach issues mm-hmm. he just gave me cipro and called it yeah. a day yeah. and then when i when the symptoms still were around he was like well you know what maybe you just need to wait it out and i waited it out and it still was there and that's when i got the colonoscopy so without having a colonoscopy going to the doctor regularly that's not gonna mean anything because yeah they're not looking for it yeah they're not especially if- why are we telling this is all medical stuff this is this is not great but it's like i have to sell it so i had gotten a rash from my chest and i went to my pcp and he gave me cream to like get rid of it went away three days like did the rounds it came right back and he gave me another one and he's like maybe we should you should go to a dermatologist i'm like okay went to a dermatologist he looked at it and said what's the last time you've been to the gynecologist uh, I don't know. He's like, yeah, so I'm going to write you this. I need you to go see a gynecologist. And sure enough, I had an ovarian cyst. And he saw that from a skin rash. And I was like, how the hell did he know that? But the thing about it is my PCP did not catch that. The A dermatologist caught that. And it was huge. And I was like, so what if I had just been ignoring it? Just like, oh, I'll just keep using this cream. And then it could have got bigger. It could have gotten worse. It could have became something else. I could have like, they would have had to do a history. It could have been anything. So it's like, it's just crazy when I think about it. Cause it's like so many black people have stories about going to the doctor and them not catching something. Right. Right. It's like, that's just, it's just scary when I think about it. It's like, that could have been something else. What if I said, oh, no, I'm not. I don't like doctors, so I'm not going to go. Uh-huh. What would have happened? And, and so think about it this way. So now someone's going to listen to this podcast and go, hey, wow, that's wow. good. That's I, I'm having something similar. Maybe I should go to the doctor. And right. so see, there you go. Yeah. So hopefully if you're like, please pay attention to rashes on your body. Go to a dermatologist because the thing, they are still doctors, y'all. They'll be like okay if you have this this might be this so get this checked oh. uh-huh. yeah. i know this has been your um webmd with stephanie and less <laughs> it's webmd up here they're like what it's like girl it happened also happening so we're getting two things on june 10th so everybody knows miss fallon is going to give her side she looks incredible they gave this very high budgeted for a youth to interview for this interview with Fallon and Up and Adam. But I saw today, apparently, Chrisette Michelle is also giving an interview. It's a two-part interview. And I'm sitting here. So apparently, his name is Terrell Grice. She is going to be on his show. Part one drops on June 10th as well. And I'm like, so this is basically going to be her first sit-down interview since the whole 2017 inauguration. Let's cancel Corsette because she's singing at the inauguration of the Angry Cheeto, a inauguration ball he didn't even attend. 
but let's cancel her. But, you know, Kanye can break bread with him twice and we gonna wait until the album come. And also, by the way, he's getting an award for best gospel album. Who, Yeezy? Yes. He got two Billboard Awards. He was nominated for three. He got two. I said, Cook, do you know I am somebody who grew up on Kirk Franklin? That's how long Kirk Franklin's been around. And I definitely remember how they used to say, one, they had a problem that he had salt from salt and pepper on a song. They said his music was too secular. So to watch everybody just love Kanye. And I'm like, Kirk Franklin would like a word. Because y'all definitely said he was too secular to do this gospel. No, uh uh-uh, that's too secular. No, that's not real. That's not real churchy. That's not James Hall. That's not the Clark sisters. It's not the Winans. What you doing? What you doing? And Kanye do this. It's like, oh my God, but the the choir is so amazing. Name a black recording choir. That's not. I'll wait. You won't find one. Huh? There's amazing. Like, don't do it. Mm, Sorry. I can't get on. I can't get on the Kanye thing. But yes. We're getting two commercials. Um, Chrisette is here and she made in the trailer, she made it a point to say, I really trust you because I did she did not screen the questions. So she had she had no idea what he was going to ask her. It's two parts, y'all. I'm very excited. We're watching the Fallon interview. Um, I'm watching this one with Terrell Grice with Chrisette Michelle. She looks beautiful. It looks like she has lost a little, she lost a ton of weight, but she still was beautiful. But also her hair is very short and I Love, love, love it. So yes, Les, your June 10th is planned for you, sir. You have two right. interviews to watch. <laughs> like, hi, what? I was like, at first I was like, who is that? Oh, that's Chrisette Michelle. She didn't have the hair. All the hair is gone. So I didn't recognize uh-huh. her. So yeah, two interviews. Yay. I'm excited about the Fallon one. I really am because I want to hear it. Because him going, look, see, She's cheating because I got him on the camera driving a car. Let me know right. when you got a, a, a video of her legs in the air. You won't have one of these because, sir, I don't care. What does that have to do with you fucking Portia and getting engaged to Portia and about to have 17 weddings with Portia? That has that that means that sounds like ground for divorce, not grounds for you to go find one of the cast members of Atlanta to engage to and marry. What that has nothing to do with it. Nothing. Whenever I think about Portia and and what's happening right now, mm-hmm. remember that old saying, how you get them is how you lose them. Mm-hmm. You know, she's because with a guy like that, there's always somebody younger, somebody prettier, somebody, Cause you know. Fallon younger than Portia. Because uh-huh. she was. And it was like, why are you so okay with this? It's like, ma'am, you were screaming about girl code. I'm like, so you were in this woman's house. You drank her liquor. You, were, you, you had your cooch in her pool. But not girl code because we not friends, but Kenya got to respect girl code. What girl code? You told her you didn't want to hear your, her sob story. And also, she's not your friend. So I'm sorry. You are fair game. And also, girl, no. It's like, Shamia, please stop. Please. 
Can you go back to me and Candy's friend? You were more tolerable as Candy's friend. <laughs> Be Candy's friend, please. Because notice, Miss Delala Spirit, she ain't said jack shit about this. That's very interesting. Where you at, Delilah Spirit? Are you is your is your are you resting your voice again? Because you gotta sing. Okay, let me shut up. Let me leave. Let yeah. me leave Drew alone. She might shake and go her put her wig on and come on over to my house. Shake and go it out, girl. Shake and go. Go right. Go right ahead. Um, we have a new little person in the world. We have Lilibet Diana, Lily. That is the new royal baby. Harry and Megan. They have their new baby. We have not seen her. We don't need to see her because y'all going to be assholes to her in the UK because y'all think racism is just saying racial slurs. Y'all have been racist to Megan for years. No, no. Leave Lilibet alone. I think somebody made a joke. They missed the opportunity to, to name her Georgina Floyd, Floydina or something. It's like, y'all can't even be covert racist. Like y'all can't even just be clever. Now y'all just dumb. That's dumb. But congrats to Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. All the best to the child named after Diana. You know what? I have told, and that's the thing, Les, you and I know. It's like you think that Harry did not internalize this. Harry has been off this royal shit for a very long time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He needed a reason. He's like, oh, I can't because, you know, I got to be in this shit. It's like, okay, meet Megan. And then y'all start treating her like shit. This is the same boy who was old enough to remember that because of the way that his mother was treated, they thought it was okay to follow her around at high speeds in a the car. They're the reason y'all drove that woman to whatever lengths. And now she's not here. When he said, I watched what happened to my mother. You think I'm going to sit here and let that happen to my wife? Absolutely not. And, and, did, okay, and okay, did you see the special that was on on Apple TV? I haven't watched it. I need because, to. Because. So, so it's funny. First of all, my husband is British. Mm -hmm. And um, one of his relatives, I'll keep it very obscure mm -hmm. because... One of his, one of his relative, a relative of a relative mm -hmm. was telling us how he still currently works for the Royals. Mm. And he told us that like Megan was actually cool and easy to deal with. Mm. He said she was cool and easy to deal with. And the queen was actually easy to deal with. And the queen mm. mother was actually mm. easy to deal with. Mm, okay so um but yeah you know they're so you know think of it this way that's where racism was created <laughs> it's like come on y'all it's like but what oh my god racist no we're not oh my god what are you talking about <laughs> and, and then and then they're such idiots they're like okay so we asked william are you racist well of course he's gonna say no who would miss to be racist except yes. literally somebody in a white robe with a mask on, with a cross burning in his backyard. I feel like they'd still be like, I just love white pride. I'm not racist. I feel like they would still the burning cross and all, robe and all. It's like, really? But, but where I was going with this is I watched the special. Mm. And so in the special, 
Harry made it a point to say, when I was a little kid, I watched the paparazzi do this to my mother and they killed her. And when she was, and she was dating someone who was not white. He, he did say that. He did. He was I was like, like was thank not you white. for pointing that out. Thank you for pointing that out. Cause I, I'm telling you, Harry's been off this shit. And that's why William has been aging poorly. And I think I will, I will go as far as to say when they got engaged, mm-hmm. Harry was like, listen, here's the deal, you know, let's get married, but I'm not sure if I'm going to stick around. I bet that they got married, she got married to him knowing that this was in the works, or maybe not in the works, but this was an idea. Right. He had one foot out. He was like, say the word, other foot's out. Let me know. Oh, good. We can pack our shit up. Woo, good. I need to get out here. Let's go raise some chickens in Canada. I'm out. <laughs> it's like, and I could, and I could even see her being like the, you know, initially like when they got engaged or whatever, mm-hmm. this coming up and her going, no hair, you know, stick it out. Let's see. Don't be hasty. Yeah. And then, you know, right. then it started imploding on her. Yeah, because it's like, what about her family? I'm like, so her father's side of family is literal trash. But the fact yeah. that she can bring her mama everywhere, yeah. Yeah, she's just fine. <laughs> it's like, Harry's like, yeah, give me a reason. Give me something to do. Oh, right. Bet, I'm out, let me, I'm out, let's go. I'm ready. All I needed was one word to see y'all dummy bitches. See, I'm, he packed up his bed. I told y'all. One strike. Y'all got one more strike. I'm out. I don't blame him. I don't. And the excuses, okay, so, and, and the, the bullshit excuses that these people come up with, like, mm-hmm. for example, they're like, well, first of all, she married him for the money. Okay, so, you know that when Megan married Harry, she was a millionaire in her own right, correct? She didn't need his money. Because she was on a hit syndicated show that had been around for like a decade. She had her own money. Correct. She literally, like, she left the show. The show was still going on when she left. Right. She didn't need the money. She can go act. Like, what are you talking about? And P.S., with their Netflix deal, I think they're making more money now than they would have made if they would have stayed around. Right. And the thing about it is they are living off Diana's money. Right. Not the real. It was like, y'all okay? It, It would behoove you. It's like, it didn't even occur to you just like loves the like ground she walks on. It's like, no, no, it has to be something else or it's not. Uh-huh. I mean, it's not like it's William and Kate where he kept cheating on. Oh, never mind. Sorry. Sorry. Wrong show. Uh-huh. Wrong uh-huh. show. Wrong show. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, I came. Lily Bet. I think that is such a cute name. And then, and then they're going to call her Lily, right? Yes. I'm like, oh, which is perfect. Which is perfect. And, Lily, and her middle name is Diana. It's like, oh, I already love this baby already because her middle name is Diana. And you never know. They may, and, and like, they, they may go back someday when, yeah. if they might. If, if, yeah. if, 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 you know, they have a sit down and they're like, listen, this is what you need to do. And I if have you boundaries and standards, we'll come back. Right. I could see that maybe happening. 20 years down the line happening. I could. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because it's like, I want them to get back to being close. But that's what happens when you establish boundaries with people who are not used to you stand like, oh, wait, are you being serious? Yes, uh-huh. I'm being serious. <laughs> yeah, I have boundaries. Y'all uh-huh. need to leave. Like, this is where I am. Give me some minutes. Because one, y'all didn't protect her. So that's the big right. issue. It's not even like you can't. The royal family cannot control what anybody says, but the fact that y'all were not defending her or protecting her, that is his issue. It has nothing uh-huh. to do with like what white people were being racist to her in the UK. It's like they can't make them do anything. But right. y'all didn't stand up for her. And I think that really speaks volumes to Harry. Because I feel like it'd be different if the royal family kept putting out um, statements. It was him putting out statements, not the royal family. Uh-huh. So I think that's the issue. It's like, y'all don't care about her that means you don't care about me because she's the mother of my children so y'all should care about her and my children but it seems like you don't so it's like yeah he peeped that real quick so i all the love to prince harry and harry's the hottest one anyway he really is i was like i remember when everybody used to love prince william and they're like that goofy looking redhead and now it's like hey how you doing bae how you how, how, how you doing how you, how you doing, Mac? Okay, let's slide into mid-key, and we're sliding into Simone Biles winning a record seventh U.S. all-around title, and Mama is in the history books. Woo! I can't doubt. I love, I swear, she is my little niece. She is our little internet niece, buddy. Um, We have all accepted her. She is our baby. Um, they are doing Olympic trials. And also, the U.S. gymnastics team is all Black. So this is going to be pretty lit. It's like, okay, bring on the Olympics. We're ready. 2022, it's coming. Let's get it together. They're all Black. Child, Simone Biles is that. Like, what does she do? That. She does that. She's like history. It's like, uh, Simone Biles. And she seems like such a sweet little thing. It's like, that's it. Our, our little internet niece. Uh-huh. it's like the thing about us when we were kids we did not get to I, I had Dominique Dawes Flo Joe Ty Babylonian Ty, oh <laughs> but a all black gym, gymnast uh, an all black team nope I didn't think that I thought even with her on the last team where it was like a, a more than one black girl and also it was a Latinx girl. It was like, oh, okay, this is probably the closest we going to get. Mm. Let me not get on my auntie tears because I'm going to just cry. But I love Simone Biles. She is in the history books. Y'all are like, she did something like, oh no, it, we got to like make it illegal. Why? Because she was able to do it. Now right. it's a problem. Now it's like, oh no, we gotta take things off. She was like, "Girl, hold my bed. Let me do something else." That <laughs> okay, yeah, whatever. It's like, yeah. Anyway, so give me my title, girl. Give me my trophy. Get the hell out of here. It's like uh, Simone Biles is just greatness. And I think on one of her leotards there was a goat. I'm like, yeah. It's only, <laughs> it's only uh, shitty if you can't back it up. Mama can back that shit right on up. So congratulations to Simone Biles. Our little internet niece. Yay! Um, all the best to her. Not the best to Billie Jean King. I can't believe I'm here in 2021 saying not the best to Billie Jean King. So Naomi Osaka 
literally was like, my mental health, I need a day. I don't want to do, I can't do the press, the promo. I can't talk to the press. Y'all are just getting on me. I'm like, no, I need a mental health break. They're like, no, it's part of it. She's like, I don't want to do it. Oh, okay. Well, guess what's going to happen? We're going to like, no, mm -mm, you got to do it. So she said, you know what? I'm just not going to play. And then it became, well, Venus and Serena, what would you do? You do realize if there was no Venus and Serena, there would be no Naomi. Uh huh. And also y'all dragged that little, you dragged them girls through the mud. Here's the thing. Their daddy was in the room say, hey, what you're not going to do is treat them like that. Who's in the room with Naomi? Her family is definitely supporting her. Corday is, I feel he makes the hippity hops, but he's always in the audience, but they're not in the room. And this is a lot. That girl seems like she was like, look, this is a lot. Cause last time she beat Serena and y'all just like made her feel bad and she should be feeling like, oh my God, I won. But it's like, uh -huh. Serena, how do you feel? And she's like, oh, I feel like a goodness. Here's Naomi like, I guess I'm, I guess I'm a piece of shit because I messed this up for Serena. It's like, and Serena's like, no, you're not going to treat her like that. So asking, making the barometer of Venus and Serena is super odd because they were the only ones. That is not fair. And they also started a lot younger. Uh-huh. And it's like, and their daddy was there. Their daddy ain't take no shit. He's like, uh -huh. you're not going to treat them like that ever but it's like the fact that she said and it's funny because roger federer if i'm not mistaken pulled out of something and said my body needs rest nobody is saying nope get your ass out there but if she says my mental is not there so do you want her to just lose do you want her to break down in front of the press for y'all the fuck one out of here so Billie Jean King decided to step her happy ass up and say, hey, this is what I think. <clears throat> I fully admire and respect what Naomi is doing with her platform. So I am a little torn as I try to learn from both sides of this situation. While it's important that everyone has the right to speak their truth, I have always believed that as professional athletes, we have a responsibility to make ourselves available to the media. In our day, without the press, nobody would have known who we are or what we thought. This, there is no question that, there is no question they helped build and grow our sport to what it is today. I acknowledge things are very different now with social media and everyone having an immediate ability to speak their truth. The media still play an important role in telling our story. There is no question that the media needs to respect certain boundaries, but at the end of the day, it is important we respect each other and we are in this together. Billie Jean, do you know where you could go? To hell, that's what you can go. Y'all really don't like when Black women tell y'all no. Because y'all are <laughs> not used to it. You're not used to Black women saying, I have boundaries and I don't want to do this shit. And every time, next, every time a Black woman say no, every time a, a woman of color says no, y'all literally go like, what do you mean no? I mean what the fuck I just said. No. And the fact that Billy, of all people, Billie Jean King 
It's like, no, girl, you don't have to get your black ass out there. No. Now what's going to happen, Billy? What you going to do? Here, here's my racket. You go play. My turn. If you want my, you want my spot flash, come get it. How dare you sit up here and tell that? I swear, it's like it bothers people when black women just say no. Because you're so used to them just doing, just powering through it. Yeah, this girl has millions of dollars. She doesn't have anything to prove to y'all. Yeah, I could take a, I can take a tournament off or two or three. She's fine. Why are y'all trying to make her feel bad? And on top of that, why are you asking of all people, the Williams sisters, how would you handle this? Yeah, so they're at both at least 40 years old at this point, and they've been doing this longer than Naomi has. What do you think she, like, like I'm tough, but that's not everybody, because one, that's not fair, but also they've been doing this for decades at this point. Why are you making that a barometer? Well, Serena can do it. Um, Yeah, didn't y'all like shit on her three years ago about her attire? What are you talking about? Is she Serena Williams? So y'all can dead that, okay? Thoughts less. I sound like the uh, Thoughts less. Well, you know, <laughs> Billy King, Jean King should know better, first of all, because she went through some discrimination on her herself. Correct. You know, and so she should be the last person to like, you know, uh, start talking about anyone. Because didn't didn't she end up at one point having to have to marry a man at some point? I think so. Because wasn't she wasn't trying to let anybody know, right? So it was like, right. ma'am. So, so she was in a situation where she was not allowed to be herself and speak mm-hmm. her truth. Mm-hmm. So she should be the last one to open her open her mouth about someone else who's speaking their truth and who is having the bravery to speak their truth that she did not have. Correct. So, you know, and, and there is there is a saying, no is a complete sentence. Correct. So no, I don't, I'm not no. doing it because I'm not doing it. No. And that's that. Yeah. You would think so. So the next day she followed up with this, because I guess, because people were, that that ratio was killing her, honey. Uh, uh. Him. It's incredibly brave that Naomi Osaka has revealed her truth about her struggle with depression. Right now, the important thing is that we give her the space and time she needs. We wish her well. That does not sound like I am sorry for being a very inconsiderate, obtuse asshole. But I guess we'll work towards it. It's like, I'm getting dragged, so I got to say something. Let me say, oh my God, she has depression? Yeah, imagine that. People who literally are more open about saying, hey, I can't just do it today. I am not feeling it today. I can't do it today. I need a break. I I need a break. It's like, yeah, it's like, come on, y'all. It's like, that girl is what, 2021? Leave her alone, just please. And also, y'all doing that in the entertainment. And you are doing this in the defense of 
the press that literally ignore either her blackness or her Asianness. Pick one, because y'all not operating with both of them in mind. Uh-huh. Y'all made her a scapegoat. Y'all made those like whack ass tweets. You made them whack ass cartoons about her. And the minute she said, up with your bullshit, I will not put. You're like, but what about what I need? What about our needs? Girl, there are hundreds. <laughs> Go follow around Maria Sharapova. She ain't winning shit, but she can, you can follow her around. I'm pretty sure she wants somebody following her. Wins don't, so one of y'all need to. Yeah. <laughs> King King, see you bring out the shade. You deserve it though. So let's get into high key. I didn't think I would, you know what? High key, let's start with Cat Williams. So Cat Williams is a very interesting person. He is extremely funny. Has he had problematic moments? I don't know any comic that has not. Not even Sinbad. Wait, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe. Don't know. Cat Williams went on and I can, he went on the Joe Budden podcast. Now there's been a lot talked about Joe Budden. He is, but Cat Williams seems to be one of the most intriguing podcast guests that I've ever seen. I got to go back and listen to his um, interview on Jamel Hill's podcast. I am not listening. I will listen to the clips from Joe Budden's podcast, but I'm not listening to that podcast. So of course, Joe wants to bring up cancel culture. And I think that Kat did not give him the response he thought he was. See, a lot of people are starting to surprise people when it comes to cancel culture. Um, because a lot of people think that the people who will be unapologetic about their shit, they probably wouldn't. Because when this came up, it made me think about an old um, clip of George Carlin with Larry King. And they were talking about um, Andrew Dice Clay. Now, Andrew Dice Clay literally loved to be a shock comment and say extremely problematic shit. And for because Larry is like, I'm interviewing another comic. What do you think? And George is like, yeah, you shouldn't be punching down. That's not what comedy is. Like, it probably would surprise you. So when everybody, like, if Carlin was still alive, yeah, he probably would not be on the train that y'all think he would be on. When people found out Eddie was going to be coming back to stand up. Oh, he's going to be unapologetic. He's like, I would never make those jokes again. I was young and immature and dumb. I'm now 50 something years old. I have children. I have grandchildren. I'm not doing that anymore. Like Eddie, you left us. He's like, I'm a grown up. Like I'm not doing this anymore. I'm just not. It's like y'all grow the hell up. So Joe Biden brought up cancel culture, the cat Williams. He's very introspective. Everybody knows about his long-standing beef right now with Kevin Hart because he deigned to say that Tiffany Haddish didn't have her comedy chops like a lot of other female comics. He's like, she hasn't been on a tour. She hasn't done this, that, and third. She has been on Kevin Hart's Red Cup tour or the Solo Cup Boys or whatever they call it. She's been on that. But I think when it comes to like cutting their teeth on the chops, I think he was trying to alluding, she's no Monique. She's no Lunell, which I feel like he has some merit to that, but that's neither here nor there. Kevin Hart like brought up like, well, it's because he didn't get his shot because he was on drugs. He said this on the Breakfast Club interview and it's like, 
oh, you think Kev, oh, you think Kat not going to say anything. So it's been back and forth. And now we're in 2021 and someone's asking him um, about cancel culture. So the question Joe asks is, where do you stand on comics ability to be comics without judgment and repercussions from cancel culture? So this is what Kat said. Some of these things are for the benefit of everything. Nobody likes the speed limit, but it's necessary. Nobody likes the shoulder of the road, but there is a reason. My point is people weren't all that extremely funny back when they could say whatever they wanted to say. At the end of the day, there's no cancel culture. Cancellation doesn't have its own culture. I don't know what people got canceled that we wish we had back. Who are they? It's done for the reasons it's done for, and it helped who it helped. If all that's going to happen is that we have to be more sensitive in the way that we talk, isn't that what we want anyway? I'm saying your job as a comedian is to please the most amount, please the most amount of people with your art. So if you want to offend somebody, nobody took those words away from you. But don't call somebody this word when you know it affects all of these people. If these are the confines that keep you from doing the craft God put you to, then it probably ain't for you. Growth is part of being an adult. Yes. Cat Williams said this. It's like, how is Cat able to get that and y'all don't? It's like, how do you not get this? It's like, no, you cannot make these same jokes. Like, because this is what gets me less. And I don't know if it gets you too when people say nobody or never. That never happened and nobody cared about this before. You sure about that? You sure about that? You sure? Because I mean, I got the Google. I can tell you, people act like when it came to Eddie Murphy stand-ups that nobody had a problem. Baby, they were boycotting and protesting at Beverly Hills Cop premiere. He had to apologize on late night TV because everybody saw it. We didn't have social media, but please stop thinking people didn't have an issue. We just didn't have a Twitter and a Facebook to show you, but please believe people had an issue. And I, one of the things that I do is I do stand up comedy. That mm -hmm. is one of the things I do. Mm -hmm. And so I look at stand up, it is an art form. Correct. Stand up is basically you're a commentator on what is going on in the world that you live in today. My through line, I talk about how stupid racism is. I talk about how stupid homophobia is. I talk about the things that I have to go through being a gay dad. Mm -hmm. And George Carlin is 100% right. You can go and get the easy laugh and make the fart jokes and, you know, the, sure. Yeah. But if you are truly a comic and if you are truly in it for the art form, a big part of the comedy is speaking your truth and, and commenting on shit, that go, that shit that's going on in the world right now. And... And also back when Eddie Murphy was doing his comedy mm -hmm. back then in the 80s, mm -hmm. it was acceptable 
to have uh, some say ho something homophobic on TV. It was acceptable to have gay stereotypes. Just like if you went back to the 30s and 40s, mm -hmm. it was acceptable to have the Bugs Bunny cartoons with the black stereotypes or the, mm -hmm. the cartoons doing, doing the, the black and Andy. Mm -hmm. Right. But people grow, people change, and pe people are more knowledgeable. And as Oprah says, or was it Oprah? Or on the Oprah show, when you know better, you do better. So now exactly. we know better. We and know better. We, we know better than we did in 1982. Mm -hmm. So now it's up to us to do better. Correct. Because, I mean, we look at it like a lot of people weren't that open. They didn't feel comfortable enough to be open. So when we were like, nobody had a problem, it's like, it's not that nobody didn't have a problem. It's just that they didn't feel comfortable enough to listen. They didn't care right. enough to speak. Now you have your own social media. I can say what the fuck I want on my Twitter handle. And it's like, oh good, I can get it off my chest. People didn't have Twitter in the eighties, in the early nineties. It, it just didn't happen. But there weren't there, that doesn't mean that there were not people going, that's not funny. That's not funny. And I'll look at it this way too. Yeah, there was people who cared, like, you know, the people going through it cared, but no one listened. Correct. I tell everybody about what happened when I went to go see Eddie Murphy's Nutty Professor. There's a part, it is Dave Chappelle's part, the first time, the first scene that he was doing the fat jokes when Sherman tried to get up and leave. And then uh -huh. he had to sit there where everybody is laughing. Now, being a fat black girl in the movie theater in high school watching this, it tore me up. And I was just like, I know what that feels like. Hence why a lot of the mechanism is to make everybody laugh before they laugh at me. That takes a lot uh -huh. of growing and it takes a lot of therapy. But I tell a lot of people, I have never rewatched that, that scene since the movie theater. I just haven't. I've never seen the movie Norbit. Uh -huh. Never have seen it. I don't uh -huh. think that shit is funny. Uh -huh. So when I see people making fun of or basically taking pictures of black women without their permission and saying, y'all need to stop doing this shit. It's like, yeah, but if um, Ricky Smiley was doing a skit on it, you'd think this shit was extremely funny. If this was Eddie Murphy in that bad wig and that red dress, you'd think that shit is funny. If Eddie Murphy was doing this, y'all think that shit is funny. It's interesting that we're the butt of the joke, but always getting shit in on at the same time. And so it's just, I don't tell people that story all lot. It's like, the thing about it is, I'm pretty sure there's probably somebody else going, yeah, that's kind of how I felt about that movie too. Sometimes you're like, I don't, you, it's like you don't know if, if some if you tell that story, people are like, what? Really? Yeah. Really? That's why we have a documentary uh -huh. about Apu and how damaging that has been to South Asian people. That one character on The Simpsons, everybody don't even watch the show and everybody know what the character Apu is. It's uh -huh. like, oh, are you just like Apu? Are you going to say thank you, come again? It's like, first of all, that's a white man. And two, what are you doing? <laughs> it's like... 
And the thing is, one of the reasons, because, you know, we we met on Clubhouse. Mm-hmm. I'm very vocal on Clubhouse. Yep. But one of, but I was not this t- this time two years ago, I was not this person and I was mm. not vocal at all. Yeah. But but after all this shit that we went through last year, after all of the atrocities, after watching all these black people being killed for no good reason, I made a promise to myself that fuck it, I'm not, I gotta speak out. And I'm not going to yeah. be quiet anymore. And I'm not going to let this shit go by without calling it out anymore. Right. I made a promise to myself to do that. And it's for that very reason. You know, I was a teenager. I was a gay teenager when Eddie Murphy, it was delirious, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. I was a teenager. Yeah. I I, I was not only a teenager, I was a gay teenager who was afraid to come out because, because I couldn't live my truth and I hated myself because mm-hmm. I would see things like that. And the message that I got was either A, gay people are bad, or mm-hmm. B, during the AIDS crisis, if you were gay, you're going to die. Those were, yeah. those were the messages that I got as a kid. Yeah. And so I'll be damned if I'm going to go back there and not speak out and let people say shit and get away with it anymore. I'm not, I'm not doing it. I'm not. And obviously I'm not alone. You're not. (laughs) I'm not alone. It's like, no, because we're at this point where it's like, it takes like a moment of you know, yeah, this shit is not cute anymore. It's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm going to stop scrolling myself down so um les and i were on a panel for a clubhouse room it was on a sunday and we're talking about you know bravo silence i mean that was the um title of the room but we went here there hither and yon and one of the things that we made a point is like we're not going to be silent about this anymore it's like yeah because i made it a point to say when you know white people fuck up and do racist shit they're like i have insert marginalized group here friend so of course i'm like i'm not racist this is my friend it's like if your friend who's part of an oppressed group has never been honest about you about their experience in this country or any country they're in where they are in a mostly white country and you have no idea they are not your friend you just know this person. They are not your friend because there's a comfort in being a black person and having non-black people, most notably white people around you. And you could be that honest about this shit is fucked up. And you can be honest in yourself without someone going, oh, well, maybe it's just, or maybe this is what happened. No, please don't do that. They're not your friend if you can't be that honest. I don't have a lot of white friends, but the white friends I do know, they know my whole entire being they don't have to see i don't see color no baby me me being black is part of me being stephanie less being uh-huh. back is part of less being less it's like i'm not diminishing uh-huh. nothing all of my identities walk hand in hand not one before the other so if your friend don't know a lot about your experience they don't know how you shut down last summer how they don't they if they don't know that you have never seen the entire george floyd video for various reasons i just have not i haven't made it past uh-huh. 45 seconds quite frankly 
never. And I don't think I'll ever watch that whole video. That actually is longer. And we found that out because of the court case. I will never watch uh -huh. that video. They're not your friends, sweetie. You just know them and they know you and they know I am not safe with you. I had to, I had to cuss someone out last year. And this actually, you talked about the straw that broke the camel's back. Mm -hmm. So last year, um, uh, during the marches, mm -hmm. there was this white guy I know who put a picture of a black man hanging on his Facebook page saying this is awful saying you know this is awful this is wrong and so I sent him a message saying hey listen you know this is very triggering mm -hmm. and, and you know as a black person I'm just telling you that it's 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 really triggering right. and I can't tell you I can't tell you what to do on your page yeah but just let you know mm -hmm. and his comeback was well, I just thought that it would help people understand because it was horrific. And you shouldn't tell me this. You should be happy that I put this up. Oh. Oh, no, the fuck I he did not. I cussed him. I cussed him up one side and down the other. And he deserved On every foul and consonant coming out I, I cussed him out good. And good. that to me was the straw. That's when the floodgates were like, I'm sick of this shit. I'm done. done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. And it's like, yeah, it's like, one, do not tell me about the trauma that is, excuse me, don't tell me black trauma torn is going to help anybody. It's not, especially if you're just going, y'all need to see this. No, actually, you do not. No. nobody needs to see that shit if i'm telling you hey hi i am a black person this is pretty shitty uh -huh. take this shit down what is wrong with you and you'd be like well i mean I, how dare you tell me what to do i'm not telling you what to do i also don't need to see it but please do not when you fuck up please do not say well less is my friend hey hi no i'm not please don't put me don't pull me out of your back pocket like see i'm not racist because less is my friend oh. i am not his friend Please stop uh, doing that. <laughs> and Les will, will cuss you out. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, and what the fuck you will not do is say anything about Les. It's like, yeah, so yeah. hi, I'm Les. Maybe he means another Les. Maybe he means Lester. I am Les. He may be Lester as his friend. I'm not his friend. Please yeah. don't. Maybe he means Lester. I'm not Lester. Don't do that. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Cat Williams getting this is like, yeah, let me go watch like three different cat specials on Netflix because baby. The, and it's really like he kept telling y'all about Kevin and y'all just thought y'all he was hating. I kind of knew he wasn't. Because quiet as a cap, I think a lot of people forget when Kevin was making all those gay jokes, he was making them with Dwayne Wade that Dwayne Wade I think Dwayne Wade will punch him right in the face right now if he ever tried that shit again he's like but yeah he used to do this shit very openly and the only reason why I came up is because gay black men actually brought it up that's why it came out in the Rolling Star article it wasn't because they did any due diligence and say oh let's talk about this it was because enough gay black men said hey so this shit is not cute about this damn dollhouse this is not cute 
You're saying you would chop your kid in the throat. That is not cute. These little, like you using gay slurs and your tweets to other people in the NBA, that is not cute. It is not because that white person who was writing that article thought we should discuss it. Uh So don't say nobody didn't care. It only came up because gay black men said so. That is why it came up. But that's what happens when y'all say nobody and never. Uh What comes up? Speaking of coming up, so little Miss Ellie Kemper, Kimmy Schmidt was in a kerfuffle because a picture of a very young Kimmy Schmidt, she is now 40, she was 19, she was in a debutante ball in her nice hometown, the Veiled Prophet Ball, which is all these white people coming out to say, well, actually, it's not a KKK ball, but it's white supremacy. I'm like, so it's not, it's great value KKK. That's supposed to make this better. She had been quiet. People are like, what the fuck? There were a lot of people going, well, actually, it's not, girl, it's bad. Okay. It's bad. So she's finally broken her silence. I'm using Ooh. that very, very loosely. Okay. She put this up on her um her instagram it is not it seems like it is not a notes app because the background is black and the words are white and i can hear her saying this i feel like she did write this so there's that but let me read what she said um on her instagrams hi guys When I was 19 years old, I decided to participate in a debutante ball in my hometown. The century-old organization that hosted the debutante ball had an unquestionably racist, sexist, and elitist past. I was not aware of this history at the time, but ignorance is no excuse. I was old enough to have educated myself before getting involved. I unequivocally deplore, denounce, and reject white supremacy. At the same time, I acknowledge that because of my race and my privilege, I am the beneficiary of a system that has dispensed unequal justices and unequal rewards. There is a very natural temptation when you become the subject of internet criticism to tell yourself that your detractors are getting it all wrong. That at some point last week, I realized that a lot of the forces behind the criticism are forces that I've spent my life supporting and agreeing with. I believe strongly in the value of kindness, integrity, and inclusiveness. I try to live my life in accordance with these values. If my experience is an indication that organizations and institutions with past that fall short of these beliefs should be held to account, then I have to see this experience in a positive light. I want to apologize to the people I've disappointed and I promise that moving forward, I will listen, continue to educate myself and use my privilege in support of the better society I think we're capable of becoming. Thanks for reading this. She better get a fair, Titus and Dromedon better get a very good Christmas present because I know his ass called her up. Uh I know he did. He's like, so let me tell you something, girl. Let me know when you want to fix this. But I will have to say, we are not about giving cookies to anybody. We're, we're like, yeah, we're not. Thank you for not saying if you disappoint a body. Uh-huh. I did disappoint you and I apologize. Uh-huh. She said the two words that a lot of people are scared to say. White uh-huh. supremacy. I was like, oh, 
we're serious. Uh-huh. And she didn't turn the comments off. Oh, good for Kimmy. Unbreakable. I'm sorry. See, y'all gonna maybe watch the show. Oh, <laughs> uh, good for Kimmy. See? And like, at least she's like, oh, you know, she I'm put on her big girl panties and she's she like did. owning it, you mm-hmm. know? So I think there's a lot of, I see a lot of blue checks saying, oh, um, I'm sorry. I don't know why Alec Baldwin's comment is cracking me up, but you are understood and loved. Sir, your wife pretended to be. <laughs> You're, Let me like leave Alec, me alone. Let me leave Alec. Alec. Shh, shh, Alec, shh, Alec uh, Let me tell you quiet. something. Them white ladies are mad at your wife for pretending to be that white lady that has culture, okay? Shut up. Shh, shh, shh. Alec, stop talking. Don't say nothing. I don't know why it's funny. I'm like, sir, man, say something else. I'm I wouldn't be, I'm not looking at these replies to his comment. I'm surprised if someone don't say, shut up, Hilaria. Uh-huh. Hilaria. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, are y'all okay? <laughs> like, oh, y'all are really mad about this. But when we were complaining about white women doing black fishing, y'all told us to shut the fuck up. Hey, black ladies, why are y'all not mad? Nope, not our fight. You let me know. Nope. Because when we said it's dangerous to do this black fishing, I mean, it's not appreciation. You sure this is not appreciation from Hilaria? I know it's not, y'all. We're just being silly at this point. <laughs> but good on Kimmy Schmidt. Good on Kimmy Schmidt. Look at Kimmy. Okay, girl. Titus, you're doing amazing work, sir. I'm glad he <laughs> I'm pretty sure he edited it. Like Janet says, edit. Thank you for helping her edit. I'm just kidding. We're just playing. But yeah, that's, see, this is what happens when you just apologize. Things quickly go away, especially if uh-huh. it's comprehensive. That's how shit gets. So I'm glad she took the time to write it and didn't just, you know, when it happened, go, no, guys, I'm not racist. So I'm glad that we had some time and she could go like, yeah, no, let me get some time. Let me call a, a few, like three different PR teams. Let me see if Tamron is available for a Skype date. Let me send her a Zoom link. Let me talk to Titus and drink some Pinot Noir. Pinot huh? yeah yeah so give her some time and you know she got herself together so this is gonna basically just go away um so there's that so that's it good on kimmy look at kimmy our last story is gary owen with no s you know les i unfollowed gary years ago and i have no idea what the straw was i don't uh-huh. even remember he did something problematic and i have no idea what the fuck he did and i don't uh-huh. remember and it's like i just kind of forgot about them and then all of a sudden him and keisha him and i'm about to call it keisha kenya him and kenya got oh was getting divorced i said but why what happened what happened beloved what happened so they had been married 18 years and in March they uh-huh. filed for divorce. Apparently he had not, she had not said nothing, which is the grace that he obviously didn't deserve because apparently he had been cheating on her. Uh-huh. And it's like, okay, 
So apparently he put up on his own Instagram breadwinner. He was in a shirt that said breadwinner, which I don't know where you're going with this. I don't know where who that was supposed to be towards. Apparently, I don't follow him, so I don't know what the fuck he's been doing on God knows what else. Um, but he's been doing passive aggressive shit. So she decided to repost um, the picture at which she added him in her comment. And this is why I tell y'all, y'all need to leave black women alone because we being nice when we don't say nothing. But after a while, it's like, <clears throat> see, now you're taking my kindness for weakness. So she wrote in her caption, at Gary Owen Comedy, I have never gone to the media. The media goes looking for the paperwork. I have allowed you to tell your family, friends, and fans any false narrative that you want or need it to be about us, the relationship, and our kids, because I don't, all caps, care or feel a need to defend or explain myself. You and I know what it really is, exclamation point. But when you go and make these dumb, passive-aggressive posts and these and sensitive ass t-shirts i am triggered and you now have my attention you have supported us you haven't supported us since april 1st nothing not a zero not electric water gas not insurance medical dental life car house etc not groceries not maintenance for the house not the gas or maintenance of the cars not the platinum card i got for you got for us because you wanted one and you couldn't get one on your own that is Ooh. I'm going to come back to that because it's hilarious. Um, <clears throat> not the cell phone you had for 23 years. Instead, you just got another phone number and didn't pay the bill. All of our bills are attached to my social security number and credit. You have paid the $4,500 mortgage that is attached to your social security number and credit for the first time, but that is it. You haven't seen your daughter in over six and a half months. You haven't seen your son in over four months. This is your choice. You do remember us, right? I guess we were useful when your content when your content was needed or when I allowed you to live your best life while I stayed back with our kids, the house and taking care of the business. That is this is what it is after 23 years of being the only one to have your back 100% of the time. Wow. The new you is a mofo. Do you even recognize do you even recognize right anymore? You've shown lack of care for me maintaining the financial stability and sole emotional point support for our kids i'm the only person who has always protected you and you treat me like this says more about your character than any of your antics you are not a good guy so cut it out and get a shirt that says deadbeat <laughs> i will let you go i will let you get back to living your best life lying clout chasing side chicks and looking for a black celebrity friend group hashtag i give you zero problems Hashtag no lies told. Hashtag don't be late for the court date. Wow. Not the court date. <laughs> Let me, you know what, honey? For that read, Stephanie is clicking the follow on at Truly Kenya. Okay? Oh, I'm all for this. Please. And it's funny because I'm just scrolling for looks. Cause you know, it's like, on, and I don't know, maybe my Instagram does this. I think yours does it too. When verified folks respond, they're always at the top. Uh-huh. Yeah, nobody, no, nobody's responded. No, nobody said, hey girl, I hear you. Hey girl, this sucks. 
But I will say, I know it's a lot of people are saying, girl, keep this private. You really see, this is what happens when you take silence for weakness. It's fine as like, it's fine when black women suffer in silence, but heaven forbid she put that man in his place. Uh-huh. You haven't seen your kid in six and a half months. You haven't seen your son, one kid, six and a half, the other one, four months. Yes, she knows how many goddamn days it's been since you've seen your fucking kid. You really should have just did your due diligence. If you want to be a hoe, take care of your fucking shit. Okay? Don't, please, you lucky she ain't pulled out no receipts. Y'all lucky. But telling her to keep this quiet and world, we don't need to know all this. Um, <clears throat> yes, y'all do. And that celebrity black friend group is literally the God's honest truth because you know he looking for a new one. I don't know. I don't think everybody hanging with Kevin all that much anymore. He hang with a different crowd. Gabrielle over here. I don't think she was in the friend group. I think it's mostly guys. It's not really Gabrielle. So you're probably not even trying to be her friend. Dwayne's like, don't you stay around that hoe. I know we, we had a break, baby, but mm-mm, nope. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. We don't hang with the cheaters. Maybe you should hang with Portia and Simon. You know what? They need a white friend. So you go over there and you hang out with Portia and Shamia and their two hubbies or one hubby to be that's not divorced yet. And then the other hubby that you said you can't be on the show because he don't want his family on the show, which. Huh. Okay. Um, yeah. So Portia and Simon, they friends. You should be their friend, Gary. Move to Atlanta. Be their friend. But please stop pushing Kenya because see, it's all fun and games until she start bringing out those screenshots. Still, she start bringing receipts, and then you'll be like, okay, girl, cease and desist. Mm -hmm. That's it. Kenya got a follow from me, honey. See, that's the second Kenya. I'm like, oh, okay, Kenya, two Kenyas. How'd I get here, Les? I don't know, but I love it. (laughs) <laughs> I got two Kenyans now. Two Kenyans in on, on my follow list. I might have more. I don't know. People probably change their names. Like, oh wait, I have another Kenya. Who's this? Ooh, who's this? I don't know who this is, honey. Um, but yeah. Yeah, so Gary Owen is gonna be going down bad already. Cause uh-huh. baby, you you are divorcing your black wife. So unless one of your side pieces is black, she probably is. You probably are doing a variety of side pieces. You better get you a new black boo because you got to get back on the road. Uh-huh. And talking about you divorcing your black wife, I don't think, I don't know, it might work in the clubhouse streets because you know that hallway is really yeah. interesting sometimes. But I don't know because mostly the people who go to comedy clubs, you're like, oh, men go. It's like, yeah, a lot of them, some of them are going because their lady wants a night out. Oh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't say that part. Les would know better than I would. <laughs> you do. Let me know if it's not date night and it's the guy's night out. 
no, y'all gonna go get some titty. Y'all looking at some titties and eating some chicken. I don't know if y'all going to the comedy club without your girl. Yeah. Let me know. I don't know. I could be lying. I sound like having. I don't know, child. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm sorry. I really do like Heavenly. She is reality TV gold, and she be fixing tea for free. Huh? If you marching and protesting, and people literally fire rubber rubber bullets at your face and not at the ground like they're supposed to. Nobody should be losing eyes with rubber bullets because you're supposed to aim them at the ground, uh, not at people. Okay. So I think we have a show. It is June. It is like, I'm so glad to kick off the month of June with less. Hey, this is less. Every time I get, I was like, I get all warm. I'm like, ooh, Les is here. He bought it. He's like, okay, so. (laughs) (laughs) Like, uh uh-oh, Les gonna let y'all have it. Like, so it's always like, Seven ellipses after the so. I just want to let y'all know. He's taking his time. He's letting it marinate. He's letting his his shade reduce down. See, I watch Top Chef, y'all, so that's how I know. Reducing means you're taking some of the water out. We water down shit for white people. Let me tell you something. Let's stop doing it. He reduces his shade to a different <laughs> consistency, okay? Reduces <laughs> his shade is the name of the show. Reduces his shade. Okay. I love it. But before we get on out of here, first, I will tell you, thank you so much, Les, for being here. I appreciate you. I appreciate you being here. I appreciate your voice on these clubhouse streets because sometimes it grows so tiresome because you're like, girl, I know this is like the eighth time I done told y'all this. Please stop doing this. (laughs) Thank you for having me. I, I love it. Thank you so much for being here. Please tell everybody how they can follow you and your podcast and also i gotta give you an introduction to another buddy who of mine is a comic he is jay he is the host of frown town he's a he's uh-huh. a black comic he's a tall black guy he makes a lot of jokes about him being a tall black guy and he lives in seattle so he's on your coast oh, nice. <laughs> nice. yes so please, please do yes absolutely so please tell everybody how they can follow you and follow the show so if you want to follow me, you can follow me on Instagram at Kirkendall. And Kirkendall is spelled K-U-R-K-E-N-D-A-A-L. And on Facebook, you can find me at Kirkendall Barrett Presentations. And uh, my podcast is called The Reality Reading Rainbow. And it's anywhere that you can get podcasts. And also, if you are a club house person why don't you Bravo detective agency where my co-detectives and I dig up the dirt on Bravo celebrities they do please join club Bravo and please come into that room where I'm like oh my god who did what yeah we played a game with the Girardis last week and I was like I'm bad at this game and every time I'm like see I told y'all I'm bad at this game I was wrong every time I guessed I was like, I'm bad at this game. I'm bad. But yes, please go in Club Bravo so you can come into the... Um, and and I'm sorry, time is a social construct. What day is your room? Is it Wednesday or Thursday? Wednesday. Wednesday okay. at 5 p.m. West Coast time, 8 p.m. East Coast time. Yes. And if you're Central, it's an hour before, hour behind East Coast, y'all, if you were Central. 
I know you're probably yeah. like, huh? I'm like, yeah, that's, I'm assuming that's how you grew up watching Nickelodeon. You yeah. learn about Central Time. I'm like, I had trouble with West Coast Time less, but not Central. I'm like, oh, it's an hour behind me. They're like, how do you know that? Watch television, watch Nickelodeon. It's all, I know about Central Time. It's the easiest thing to remember, but Mountain Time, because Indra and Deanna from um, Family Karma, when I recorded them, they told me Mountain Time. I'm like, what the fuck is Mountain Time? I don't know what this means. I don't know why everything's on my mountain, West Coast, like three hours, right? Okay. Um, but I'm definitely going to put the link so everybody can follow you. I'm going to put it in the show notes so they can find you. Um, Thanks. Uh, absolutely. Because y'all have to listen to Les. He's so much fun. And it's like, oh my, yeah, Brian Moylan, I got to get this book. Because I'm like, it's a good book. Read it. Yeah. Good. I'm here and I was like, oh, I need to get this book, y'all. I need to get this book. But you guys, I will be back next week. I'm going to have another dad next week. Fingers crossed. He's going to make it happen because I know he's going to make it happen. I am going to have Scar. <laughs> it's been going on for years. I'm like, every June, I'm like, I'm going to have Scar on. I'm like, God damn it, I don't have Scar. I'm finally getting it. He has. He is a veteran podcaster. I have loved him. I have been on shows with him. If you listen to the single simulcast, you know who Scar is. So I'm very excited that he's finally on the show. So I'm very excited about next week. Um, as always, please, 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 any support you would give, I would love a follow. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Mocha Minutes. Also, if you'd like to buy me a coffee, I would definitely appreciate it, y'all. I You can't live in the Ronies in the peplum dress and the pepperoni pizza without some coffee. Please buy me a coffee. Buymeacoffee.com slash Mocha Minutes. I would definitely appreciate it. And you guys, this has been a Mocha Minutes podcast. I will see you next week. Bye!